0: Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy. And today, me and my friend Tyler over here, we're going to be doing trade tactics in this video for Dynasty Leagues. This also works for redraft leagues, a lot of these, but some of these are exclusive to Dynasty. So if you guys do end up enjoying this video, please click that subscribe button down below. Also, make sure to check out Tyler. Link's down below in the description. Tyler, do you got anything to say before we get into the video?
1: Yeah, I'm very excited to do this video. This isn't um, content you see everywhere. Trade advice—it's very important for your leagues, Um, just to give you that extra advantage. uh, Anything you may be not using right now, that you can uh, apply to your kind of methods. um, Very excited to knock out this video. Tyler Moss NFL on Twitter—we're rapid growing. We're on the uh, trending page for Twitter.
0: Yeah, Tyler's Twitter page is on Viagra. So the first piece of advice I would like to give you guys is to utilize the two-four-one trade. Now, this is going to be something that a lot of people utilize, but it's something that I really look to do. So pretty much what you're going to be doing is you're going to be trying to send, say, two wide receiver twos to get a wide receiver one or wide receiver two and three to get a wide receiver one. And a lot of people are going to fall for this because in Dynasty, everyone talks about, oh, you need depth, you need this, you need that. But if you can trade two wide receiver threes and get a wide receiver one i do that in a heartbeat and a lot of people are going to want to do this trade because like i said people love that depth and who needs depth when you can trade these guys and go get Devonte adams who could just win you a week outright things like that you can do the same thing with running backs you can go try to trade two running backs to get one or running back and a wide receiver to get one i love this strategy i use this all the time tyler what do you think about the strategy
1: yeah and, and i don't really think it's just limited to two players for one player obviously you can go bigger numbers so that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is that you can go two players uh you can send one but you put in someone that's terrible or at least someone that you really just have zero value for on your team you ship him now you're doing a two for two so if if you're trying to combat it and i guess that's kind of the approach i'm going with if you're going with the okay they're sending me a two for one and i really don't have the bench space for it ship off someone terrible but I really do like that strategy. You dump off two players that maybe you aren't really feeling all all that great, uh, great with running out there every week. You get yourself an elite player. You add them to your team. I really like that tactic. A lot of people try and uh, a lot of people start to come around on that. But if you're still able to work with it, that it's a really really great strategy.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Now, Tyler, what do you think? What is your strategy here? We're going to talk about here.
1: So this is my number one, um, not just in just all the guy all the different takes I have but in just my number one kind of tactic. And it's something that everyone needs to be doing. Um, I'll start by saying this, never with your first trade that you send to someone, they should never accept it off the bat. If they accept it off the bat, you need to be panicked. You need to be panicked because it was a little too good. Uh, it's, it's very concerning to me when I get a trade, uh, when I send out a trade and they accept it immediately. Even when I know I run with this tactic, which I'll get into in a second, um, even though when I run this tactic, I know I'm setting myself up for success. It still makes me nervous. So here's kind of where I go with here. You always need to start with an opening trade that shows what you want and shows what you're willing to part with, but don't ever have them commit to it on on the first trade because if they're doing that, you're not getting the value that you need from it. Um, You're not winning overall. So essentially send them a garbage trade, but show what you want. Uh, throw the players in there that you actually want. Um, show some of the pieces you're willing to give up and then start that start that negotiation process. Um, that's a really great way to trade. And if you end up hitting and they accept it off of the first um, off the first kind of garbage trade that you send them, congratulations, you have robbed that team. So that's a really great tactic.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like on Pawn Stars, the TV show, when they, they offer you nothing at the beginning and then it keeps going up and up and up and up like that. Yeah. That's what you're going to want to be doing. It's pretty much like that TV show, but in real life not really that's not the actual comparison definitely. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think that this this strategy definitely really does work you want to make sure that the person you're sending the trade to also doesn't feel like you're trying to get them over with the trade as well. You don't want to try to make it seem like you're kind of snagging them. You're kind of, you know, spacking them up a little bit. So this goes hand in hand with one of my strategies. We're going to skip around here real quick, but being very approachable. This is the number one, to me, this is probably the most important thing because if you're going to be sending out trades that people just, they get it. They say, Oh, Nick sent you this trade. This guy's a fucking idiot. I'm not going to take this trade. There are people in leagues where you see them send your trade and you don't even look at it. You just click the decline button instantly because they're the kind of guy who just wants to swindle you to just do bad things to you and it hurt your team. So I try not to be that guy. I try to send things that are more fair. Like Tyler said, you kind of got to egg them on a little bit. So what do yeah. you think about that?
1: Yeah, see, I never get trades like that where I have to instantly decline because – I'm that asshole in mm-hmm. all my leagues. Mm-hmm. So deep apologies to anyone from my league that's watching this. Um, I'm actually not sorry. And I'm going to keep trying to swindle you every chance I get, but boom, screw you, Kyle, you know who you are. Um, I, I really like that. You got to be very approachable. You, you just have to. Um, I like to kind of play the the game of here. Let me, let me for a couple of maybe for like a week here. Let me, let me kind of help you out with your team against maybe a rival um that i have that's maybe competing with me for a number one spot in the league or something like that i help you out i give you that little nudge and then i come back maybe a week later and i need a player from your team and now we've kind of built that healthy relationship so that's a really great job at trying to get in with people um that's a good tactic uh i really like this you got to be approachable for trades or otherwise people aren't going to make moves with you
0: yeah for sure it's like going to be like taking candy from a baby after you finesse your way in there and you get them good so what do you is your next strategy tyler
1: yeah, kind of kind of working hand in hand with that as well. Um, when you're making these trades guys you, you can't oversell them. If you begin to start pushing what you what you're trying to get across too much and you're like but come on this is a great deal for you or you, you know you, you start pushing them to the point where where now you're, you've gotten them where they don't want to accept the trade where they aren't comfortable with what's going on. Uh, this is many times it's happened to me this is, these are all lessons learned that we've had learned um, that we hope you guys can apply now. Um, there's been many a times where I've been trying to make a trade with someone and I've just gone a little bit too far in in pushing it to, to the point where I was overselling them. I was, I was giving too many stats. Um, I was saying, but look how much you're winning because what that does is it puts you in a hole because they want to think, well, why are you doing it at this point? So you can't oversell them. They will think that you're taking advantage of them and that's the whole goal. You want to convince them all the time that they're, that they're going to be taking the win here. Um, And whether that's expressed to you and they're like, yeah, but I'm going to win in this trade, or whether they're just thinking in their head, I got this guy. That's where you want to get them to. That's how you know you've swindled them correctly Um, because that's what it's about. Sending equal trades no one cares about. You win championships off of swindling people. That's a Tyler statement. Stamp it.
0: Yeah, and for sure, you don't want to be texting them every seven seconds, hey, check your trade, check your trade, because then they're going to get pissed off, and you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, fuck you, I'm at work. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Come on, why are you working? Check your fucking fantasy thing. You're going to get pissed off, and then the yeah. people, like I said, you're going to become unapproachable, going hand-in-hand, yeah. hand, like we said. Then you just seem like an asshole. you just got to be nice. You just wait, wait it out, if, especially if it's the off season right now. You have the whole fucking off season. You could finagle yeah. them for a month. And then get the trade that you want. So I yeah. completely agree with this strategy. This is something that you got to do. And I would like to talk about my next strategy here. That is a bit—it's a bit more, uh, more out there. A bit more of an advanced tactic. And this is trading for future picks the year. Ahead of you. So what you're going to want to do this year right now, if you want to try to get a 2020 first round pick, you're going to have to sell your arm, your leg, your spleen, all of that shit to get the guy to get the pick you want. But right now, a 2021 pick, who are those players? You know, some people might not know. Who the fuck is that guy? And they just will be like, whatever. I'll throw that out the window. I'll give you Someone that is obviously not worth the first-round pick because it's so far in advance. Because people don't think that far in advance. All they care about is their new shiny toy that's coming in a couple of days at the NFL draft. So, what do you think about the strategy?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I back it. The picks are not valued at all. I'm talking like you can get a second for a first next year. Like people in draft, when you're in the moment, and, and I'm I fall I fall to this a lot as someone who really loves rookies. And does a lot on on NCA stuff. I fall I fall in love with these kind of rookie prospects where I sometimes have to stop myself from doing trades like that. You can you can honestly find that guy in your league. You send out a second, you can get a first next year, and that's the value you need because I guarantee you are going to find someone in the second round that's going to have immediate start value than what you will in the first round next year because there's a lot of electric pieces coming out next year. This class is um, this class is very deep, uh, surprisingly, um, both at wide receiver and running back or next class, those those stars at the top are going to be very bright, um, but it will die out depth wise. Uh, that's my my belief. in the class next year, so if you can start getting those picks and you get high picks next year, definitely do it. Look ahead because, and obviously this is this is dynasty based. Most of these advice pieces for for all leagues, but for dynasty based if you can grab those kind of high end picks for next year and just hope it pans out, um, I'm definitely pro that, pro that advice.
0: Yeah, you're going to be laughing your ass off next year when you just finagled someone, when they could have gotten someone – when you would have gotten someone that's not as good as who you're going to be getting next year. So, Tyler, what's your next piece of advice here?
1: Yeah, so um, uh, so a trade kind of advice piece that, that I like to go with uh, is, is you got to convince them that, that they do not need uh, – my apologies. Uh, convince them that, they, that you do not need the trade. I completely botched that. It's fine. Convince them that you do not need the trade and that you're pretty happy with walking away. So this is this is an advice piece that I think is very important. If, um, if you have them in your pocket where they're now chasing you, because obviously we start the trade process, right? You're coming after them because you want a certain player. But if you can get to the point where you're teasing them enough, you've sent out a player that, that they really like and they're like, okay, I wanna make this work and I want this and I want this and I want this, and you're like, that's too much. Just say, it's fine, I'm good, and then walk away. Walk away because you're gonna tease them, You're going to make them want to race back and chase you. Well, hold up. Now, can I do this? And they're going to start knocking down. They're going to lose the value because their mind's too set on the player that they want. It's a very, very smart strategy. Um, I use it often. Just walk away. And maybe it's a couple days that you got to wait, but they will come back, and you will get something done, and you're going to get very good value for it.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. They're gonna just come crawling back like, "Oh my God, I thought I had this player. I thought I was gonna get this guy," and then they're just gonna overpay. They're just gonna completely say, "Fuck it, this is the guy I thought I was gonna get. I want him. I need him." And you're just gonna feel great because you didn't even have to do anything. They were, do- you were doing all the talking at the beginning, and now they're all doing all the talking. You're just sitting there. You don't even have to answer their texts. Fuck them. You know what? Leave them on red. They'll be a bit sad. it will be like their girlfriend or their boyfriend, whoever. Just leave them on red. The girl they want. Leave them on red. Just keep egging them on, and then you just one day they send you a new trade and you just accept it because it's going to be the one that you want. So my next source, this, or my next advice, this is a bit, this one is very, very next level. This one is like playing underwater chess. This is 3D chess. This is all types of confusing things. I'm playing chess. You're playing checkers type of deal. So this is what you're going to be doing. You're going to be taking advantage of other sources. So there's going to be people in your league who just follow a couple sources. And I'm not going to name them because obviously I'm not trying to slander these companies but actually i will name them the fantasy footballers they're great but most people listen to them so if the fantasy footballers are saying some shit like oh this guy sucks and then the other per- the person's gonna be like, oh no, I need to get rid of them. And then you swoop in, you steal that pick, you're like a bald eagle. And then there's like, a- they're the fish in the water. You're like, boom, give me that shit. And you steal the thing from right out under them. Because most people listen to the fantasy footballers, and there's nothing against the fantasy footballers. I really like them, I enjoy them. But people are gonna support people like that. And you'll easily be able to figure it out because just go on their Instagram, be a fucking stalker, figure out who they follow. If they follow the fantasy footballers, if they follow these other people, you're you're so far inside of them that it is almost bad because of how much you're stalking them. But it's okay because you're trying to win and you will do whatever it costs to win, even if it is taking them out with a gun. But with that said, I think that this is a very good idea. I think what? that this is something, I'm obviously kidding. This is something that is very underappreciated. This is something that most people aren't going to do. You look in there, you figure out who they personally believe is going to be someone they need to get rid of and you just snag them. So what do you think about this besides the assassination part?
1: Oh yeah. Um, this is a tactic that I've used a ton. Um, Instagram mainly people like stuff. Uh I follow as many people as possible. When I had Instagram, I followed as many people as possible. I flooded my Instagram with fantasy sports on one account. And then the other account, I just, I did my memes. Cause obviously peak memes, i a big fan. Um, <laughs> you follow as many accounts and you just, when you're scrolling through and you're looking at rankings, you're like, okay, cool. I kind of like how that's set up. You look for that, like you see uh, Billy Bob like that. And you're like, okay, you kind of mental screenshot, you see what they're looking at, you see what they think is correct. Um, Cause a lot of people would just look at single sources or maybe a couple sources and just go off of that. You take advantage of that and, and you roll with it. Um, I, I think it's an absolute, very high tech kind of, kind of move. I've used it a lot in my leagues. Uh, it's, it's a little sneaky, but if you want, if you want to win, you gotta, you gotta do the dirty work. It's a great play. Um, I love that advice.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. This is something that literally no one is doing. I I guarantee you, no one does this. It's we're just crazy. So, do you have any other ones, or are we uh, almost done? here? Yeah, I mean, I got a I got a
1: bunch here. I, I'm a I'm a master manipulator. Um, one quick shout out, uh, bow trade baiting. So this is this is kind of something I like to do in my leagues where, well, I'll shoot out a uh, a little little trade, and I'll be like, hey, I really need your answer in in the next day because I'm working out. Uh, a trade where I could be acquiring one of your pieces and sending it to them. You just get in their heads. You're like, you make it urgent. So this is the thing. If you are in a week to week kind of situation, like in season, and you got to get a trade done like ASAP, you look at that, you're like, okay, I need this piece soon, and I need to make sure this isn't mold over into the next week because I really like the matchups this week. You shoot them something like that, you get them going, okay, this is this is urgent. Let's see if I can piece this together. You get their mind slipped up. Even if they aren't slipped up, the one time they are, boom, you got them, you got peak value. It's a really, really great, great tactic here.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I think that that's a great strategy, especially on, like, a week-to-week. I know we talked about before you kind of want to slowly finesse them, but during the season, you kind of have to make these moves fast, make them believe they have to trade the player to you because, yeah. you know, not everyone in this, in this game is very smart. Not everyone is going to be thinking ahead like you, like like us. You know, we're just a bunch of sharps. We're a bunch of geniuses. So, I really do like to implore this strategy. Do you have any more, Tyler?
1: Yeah, final one. Um, this comes from a follower. Uh and I liked it. I, I, I saw it. And I'm like, you know what? I can roll with this. Um, you got to have trade urgency. Uh, Cause if you let things sit too long, the person you're trying to trade with is going to lose interest. And maybe if you, if you're playing that week to week and you let something kind of mull over into the next week uh, values up and down all the time. It's all the time. After a game is played, they're either up or they're down. It's hardly ever they're in the middle. It's hardly ever they remain the same. You gotta, you gotta make trades when they're hot. Um, you gotta make sure that you have urgency with those trades, but you also have to make sure you're balancing. Are you egging them on a little too much? Are you getting them into an uncomfortable position? Are you trying to oversell? You don't want to do that, but you do have to have some urgency in order to ensure that you're you're getting your trades done. Uh, you're getting the value when it's at its hottest. Um, I think that's a very, very important piece of advice.
0: Yeah, I mean, people get hurt. Every single time. And another important strategy that I also didn't talk about is the second the game start, you better decline all those trades you sent out because I've done this before. I've, I've been the asshole who accepts the trade. Once my player gets hurt and I get a player, that's perfectly fine. Now that's a dick move. That's something that most people would not enjoy, but I'm a dick like that. I'll do it. Fuck it. I'm trying to win. And my final strategy here is this one's a bit, this one's not even, I'm not even really being serious with this, but you can blackmail people. So what you do, oh, absolutely. You just, you just get an uncom- you get a bad picture of them, or you get a bad okay. picture of their mother, maybe. You never oh, know. Yeah. You, could, you could obtain these things pretty easily sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But you got to do things like, you got to do things like that to blackmail your opponent. Like in, you could just, or you could just offer them maybe, maybe a favor, you know? I kill this guy. Uh, little, little, you're
1: fine. Like,
0: look, you know, I kill you. I kill you. I, I kill your guy. We're good, but I know this is all this is all jokes, obviously blackmailing i don't think should be legal in fantasy, but it definitely probably does happen in some type of. Place. Oh, yeah. you, you definitely could blackmail someone to get them to do something you don't want or that you want them to do, but they realistically don't want to do because they don't want the video of them crying when they were drunk at a party, just underneath just listening to some adele you don't, they don't want that you know coming out, so that's just things I do. I record all those kind of moments just for these perfect blackmail <laughs> moments so Thank you guys all for watching this video. Tyler was a very great guest here. A great job by Tyler. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Tyler Moss N F L on Twitter. Anything for you, Tyler? Uh,
1: have I'm a great. Re- okay, we're, we're all good.
0: So have a great rest of your day. Click on one of the videos that's on the screen. Click that fucking subscribe button. We're gonna hit the moon. Have a great rest of your day. Good boy.